talking about lumberjacks <laughs> we'll get to that we'll get to that don't worry it's called you better be Christmas. talking about a fucking lumberjack match in wrestling no like top 10 lumberjack matches of all time <laughs> no yeah. I always hate those matches it's just an excuse to get everyone out there in front of the camera right. yeah alright well, let's thank some new and returning listeners uh, Amsterdam Dallas Texas so Amsterdam in the Netherlands by the way Singapore uh, Strathfield in Australia, lovely in the United States. What's oh. KY? Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> don't act like you don't. <laughs> North Bergen, New Jersey, uh, New Lampton in Australia, 
Nook in Greenland, wow. I think that's our first Greenland listener. I think it is. Welcome. Welcome (laughs) to you, sir or ma'am. Barcelona, Spain, San Francisco, California, Balgaru, India, Lancaster, where's PA? Pennsylvania. Right, yeah, that one. Hendersville, North Carolina, Huddersfield in the United Kingdom, San Salvador in El Salvador, breaking the top ten. Kelowan, oh god, uh, Kelowana in Canada, Benton, Arkansas, Ashburn, Virginia, yep. Nampa in Indianapolis, Idaho. Nas- Idaho, Shady Nasty, New York, and Little Rock, Arkansas. Well, he's back, back at the top. Flint, you've gone missing. Do you know where you are? I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> so before we get on to the main cut and thrust of today's topic, which is fearsome critters, we will do some weird news, and this is some random stuff we found on the net this week. It's going to take about 20 minutes, half an hour, and then we'll get on with the main subject. So what's first, Mike? Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. First up from the sun. From the sun. Spank the monkey. The ghost of a masturbating ape haunts the hallways of a grand country estate in Dorset. Uh, I think this this ghost monkey is probably my spirit animal. I've got a badger. I've got a masturbating chimp. <laughs> Haunted Althampton Hall is a popular wedding venue with romantic spook hunters. The ghost of a randy monkey haunts the halls of the grand country estate. Titillated tourists can often hear the saucy spectre laughing while masturbating at Athelhampton Hall, Dorset, near Dorchester. Is this not a man in a gorilla costume? (laughs) (laughs) Probably, yeah. (laughs) And the spooky venue even has soul-searching couples clamouring to have their weddings held there in the hope of having the pervy primate appear in the background of their pictures. Does he throw his ghost spunk on him? (laughs) (laughs) Is it like Silence of the Lambs where that bloke throws the jizz in the starling's face? Uh, It's like the... Uh, Ah, ghost spunk! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's slimy! me! (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Cadbury's commercial, isn't it? Oh, man, I hope it's not that gross. He just sits there breathing in. I can feel it coming in It's like a firework display. It's in perfect time. (laughs) (laughs) For the listener, I was miming the rhythmical explosions of spunk to the times of the drums. You can imagine it. Picture it now. (laughs) Yeah, try it. You might as well, because it's about as fucking real as this fucking wanking monkey goes. The lovable apes afterlife and... Lovable apes! <laughs> That's what it says! ...have helped the hall to be named as one of the most haunted houses in oh, England. Oh, isn't that cute? <laughs> 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 oh. uh, after being listed on the We Buy Any Homes list of the nine most ghostly properties... Is it the ghost of... What was that fucker's name? Harambe? Harambe? Is it the one that got shot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As a chimp, though, it's not a gorilla. Pour one out for my boy. <laughs> no, he was a big gorilla who got shot, remember? Yeah, he was a gorilla, but this is a, a chimp. Oh. Yeah. It's not Harambe's ghost, then, no, is it? No, it could be Bubbles. 
Fucking hell. No wonder he's yeah, it makes more sense because he's a pervert, isn't it? Imagine all the shit poor bubbles were subjected to. Well. Just touch it, bubbles. Just, just touch it a little. Mm. Dirty bastard Jackson. I just slept with him. They call him Bubbles because he's blowing Michael Jackson's uh, yes. spunk bubbles. <laughs> I'll forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> While wearing a mask of Macaulay Culkin's face covered in spunk. Sorry, I should have, I can't do a Michael Jackson singing impression, but if anyone can sing, I'm in forever blowing bubbles in his voice. And add a hee-hee. Anyway, oh, come on, the then. 15th century house was originally built by the Martin family, whose crest featured an excited monkey sitting on a tree <laughs> stump. The estate's motto was, He who looks at Martin's ape, Martin's ape will look at him. And masturbate. And yes. And ever since, the horny ghost of Martin's monkey has haunted the sprawling country pile, making it a go-to destination for curious phantom fanatics. One tourist, dad of three, John Morrison, 41 from Derby, who took his entire family to the estate, spoke excitedly about the spanking spook. He said that we heard Martin the monkey who owns the house loves to scratch his privates while swinging around. We didn't see him, which is a shame, because it would have been a real sight. Apparently he's not terrifying. Quite friendly is what we heard. He's going to a zoo and see a real one. Friendly? Yeah, he's over-friendly, if anything. Well, why would you take your children... Your three children yeah. in the hope of seeing a monkey masturbating? <laughs> that's not a day out, that's child abuse, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose because it's a full floating, what, what do they call it in ghosts? Full floating apparition. Yeah, you know, a real nasty one. <laughs> Get her. <laughs> well, I don't know, stove its head in with a ghost shovel. It's <laughs> <laughs> called the Ghostbusters. To catch the spanking spook. We're the spook spankers. <laughs> You've tried the best, now try the rest. We're the spook spankers. <laughs> Instead of an old ambulance, I don't know, it's like an old MEB gas van or something. Yeah. <laughs> an orange flashing light. What's the logo? Spook spankers. Um, I don't know. A ghost getting its ass spanked. Legally different enough from the Ghostbusters logo. Yeah. Spooks bankers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So is a ghost of a no. monkey who loves no. to masturbate? No. No? No, there's no ghost. Is it just a man in a gorilla suit? It could be just a man in a suit. Yeah. I ain't afraid of no chimp. You're going to try to rip your face off. <laughs> yeah, and fling with, shit with into you. With his dick out. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Woman kept husband's corpse for months in hopes of resurrection courtiers. Wow. That's, uh Depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Is she in a mental home now? I hope so. A devoutly religious Hamilton woman in Canada who kept her husband's decomposing corpse in a bedroom for six months because she was convinced he would come back to life has pleaded guilty to failing to notify authorities of his death from an illness he was getting treatment for. He was not getting treatment for. He was not getting treatment for. Kayling Wald was originally facing criminal charges of neglect of duty uh, regarding a dead body and offering an indignity to a body which could have carried a sentence up to five years in jail. Those charges were withdrawn and replaced by a charge under the Coroner's Act. She received a suspended sentence and 18 months probation with counselling. I hope someone's just going to sit her down and just slap her repeatedly either side of the face. (coughs) No one comes back to life 
Shout Jesus! No, no, just... Oh, sorry. That's a fairy tale! He was a Jesus! Yeah. Praise Mohammed. <laughs> well, she believed God would cure him. Well, I'm sure did, I... Did he? I read about this. It's like the guy's fucking foot was rotting. It tends to do that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah his foot became right. infected. Well, he had diabetes, he refused yeah. to seek treatment, yeah. and when his foot became infected, he believed God would cure him. Well, by that logic, God gave him diabetes. Yeah. Well, These well, people shouldn't be allowed to exist. Sort of why Bob Marley died as well, isn't it, in a way? Bob Marley's toe. Yeah? You have diabetes as well. No, it was something like, if he'd have had the operation, they could have saved him. Something to do with his toe being infected, wasn't it? Mm. Because of his no, because of his Rastafarian beliefs, he wouldn't let them operate mm. or have a blood transfusion, something along those lines. I will double check it now, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened because I know there's a song called Bob Marley's mm. Toe, which laments this situation. All right, please continue. I will uh, Mrs. Wald thought Peter was resurrected and therefore kept the door locked and waited for him to come to life. <laughs> She uh, kept the children out as well as duct tape the door seams and vents throughout the house to keep the smell out. Wow. Oh Authorities uh, only learned what had happened in September when they came to evict the couple who had defaulted on their mortgage, the document says. The sheriff then discovered a body present in the, on the bed in a state of decomposition and mummification, it says. The body was covered with two blankets, had a toque. Looks that way on its head and the feet were observed sticking out from the blankets. The left foot was also wrapped in gauze, it says. Oh, see, she bandaged his rotting foot. Yeah. Bless. It's quite tragic. It's just ridiculous. I mean, if that's her car as well, their little minivan, because they've got five kids, it's just covered in... It's just covered in Jesus slogans and crosses. God loves you. You are precious. Something in his sight, repent, written down the side. Mm. I mean, clearly she's not well in the head. Yep, must be. I mean, anyone, it's, you know, it's all right to go and believe what you want to believe in, but when you're writing religious slogans on your car, that's probably going a bit much. Well, it's up to them, isn't it, but... Yeah, but just, I'd look at her and think, oh, she's the neighbour I'd avoid on leaving the house. Mm. Yeah, but uh, to believe that her dead husband's going to come back to life... He's pushing uh, it a bit. Yeah. Pretty stupid. I think the thing that I was saying was a complete and total rumour. He did die of a cancer which started in his toe oh. as an infection. Yeah. I sorry, I thought he had cancer, but I thought it was lung cancer. No, a rare type of melanoma skin cancer that started in his toe. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Right, well, oh, this one was clearly an idiot and Bob Marley died of cancer, so yeah. what's next? Sorry, I keep throwing my phone on the floor and it's making a noise and I shouldn't do that. Probably but best not to, yeah. yeah. I will put it on the... Uh, oh, dearie me. Right, this is mine then. Yeah. Dirty duck forced to have penis removed after mating ten times a day. Just let him fuck! <laughs> he traumatised his own penis, though. Savages. It's his penis to traumatise. <laughs> That's true, I agree. I'm saying cut it off, but... Man, Jesus Christ! I was trying to think. There's a quote from a the, the latest James Bond trailer. It looks quite good. He says something like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Something about history never looks well upon men who play God. He yeah. says to the bad guy, uh, 
playing God <laughs> interfering with the duck's cock. Anyway, so uh, a Randy Duck's penis had to be removed after it became, quote, traumatised because he tried to mate with his female pals ten times a day. Let this be a warning. Owner Josh Watson claims over-amorous Dave the Duck's member became injured and infected after refusing to stop mating with his pals Dora, Frieda and Edith. The vet prescribed antibiotics and painkillers for Dave in October and told Josh, 39, and his partner to wash the duck's penis daily and push it back in twice oh, a day. At this point, you bring the fucking duck's neck, right? <laughs> you pluck it, you skin it, you have it in a shredded in a pancake or in a roll, spring roll. I just cook the entire thing and have it on Sunday. This, I hate the way that, like, it's a fucking duck. I'm an, I'm an animal lover, but there is definitely a hierarchy. And everyone wants to treat their pet fucking duck, Dave the Duck, like it's on the same level. Like, what a waste of everyone's fucking time. The manufacture of fucking painkillers to be given to a fucking duck. Yeah, but he could be a vegan, the owner. He doesn't want to eat the duck. Oh, fuck him. You know what happens to an injured... <laughs> what happens to an injured duck in nature? Gets eaten. Yeah. He would die a horrible, painful death. But we, as humans, can stop that duck from dying a painful death and give it a good life. Ah, oh, fuck What's me. wrong with that? That's a noble cause, isn't it? I, I think that... It's a duck. Doesn't matter, it's alive. That's feelings. It's a duck. <laughs> it's a fucking... All right, then. It's a pancake adornment. adornment. Next time when your cats get sick, mm. just eat it. <laughs> no, no. You have to have a look at that line. That if you're... If, no, I haven't. It's there, my cat. If, if Rocket decided he wanted to start humping Miss Whiskers ten times a day and his penis mm. got infected, mm. then you've got a choice then. He's going to have his nuts off anyway, mm. but you know, has he got to have his penis off too? And now are you going to give him painkillers? Never mind all this fancy fucking. Oh, are you just going to skin him and eat him? This, all, your fancy <laughs> hypothetical is. Basically, what you're trying to argue to me is that ducks are on the same level as cats. If it's a pet, why not? People get really upset when their gerbil dies. They shouldn't, because they have like a fucking six-month lifespan or something. Fuck them. Honestly, <laughs> this kind of shit drives me fucking mental. Antibiotics <laughs> for fucking ducks. I don't know just for ducks. It's probably for like most animals. It's just the dosage. It's fucking duck, mate. It's, this fucking daffy couple as well have spent hundreds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thousands possibly. Surgery was involved. Cock removal. We'll get to that in a minute when I finish ranting. Right? Cut these fucking idiots. <laughs> they could have spent that on Dave the Duck. For fuck's sake. That you could. T oh, he's got a right personality. He's so different than the other ducks. He's a horny duck. Is he? Is Dave the Duck that different? Fucking. Yeah, he's banging his women ten times a day. Get a dog, you fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> Dave the Duck, anyway. Josh from Torquay, Devon, the fucking hipster, said... Oh, sorry, hang on. <laughs> as soon as the vets saw Dave's dicky dilemma, they knew there was only one thing that could be done, and last Thursday, his penis was surgically removed. So I'll have a minute yeah. for Dave the Duck's penis. Moment of silence. <sighs> I'll raise a glass. <sighs> Fuck you. <laughs> Even though Dave now only has a centimetre left on his unusable penis, he can still urinate as ducks only use them for mating. Josh from Torquay, Devon, said, He's doing fine now. He's quite resilient for a duck. The only downfall is he's lost his willy. 
I think he feels pretty upset about it. I think he's a nymphomaniac. He's got a high sex drive. We know what nymphomaniac means, Josh, you fucking narcissist. You're not the only one who went to fucking school, Josh. I never thought this would I don't, I don't care that you can afford painkillers for your fucking duck, Josh. I didn't think this was going to trigger you. But it seems that... I think that's 3-0. Three, no? three, no? Mate, he felt the fucking need to qualify what nymphomaniac means. <laughs> He's got a pet duck. His name's Josh. I hate the cunt. Yeah, oh yeah, and his duck's called Dave, like an ironic working class name. Oh yeah, 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 we'll call him Dave. <laughs> I, actually, I really fucking hate people that call their animals Dave. Mm. It's, it's just a lack of fucking imagination. Dave the duck. I suppose they didn't want to go with Donald, did they? No. He's ruined now. He's a bit <laughs> like Adolf. <laughs> you see that article I sent you about Adolf Hitler's last living relatives been yes. dumped for paedophilia? Yes. You're like, wow. But is you he? You really are cunts, aren't you? The last time I saw that guy was about him trying to claim he was Adolf Hitler's last living relative. Has anyone actually confirmed it? I've no idea. I think he's somebody who claims it, but... Not something you want to brag about, is it? Well, I think, I think the money can make on the Nazi circuits. I was going to say, to certain people, you'd be treated as a mm. fucking... Wouldn't you, unfortunately? Yeah. You could have a Nazi speaking tour. Uh, you'd probably be really big on the BDSM scene. Mm. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's all right, but he's not, he's not like as good as his granddad, is he? It's <laughs> speaking. Not so welcome in the Jewish community. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> he's not going to rent an apartment in the Jewish district. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't like that Mr. Hitler two doors down. Sully fishy man. He's got a very funny wave, hasn't he? <laughs> I don't like his moustache. <laughs> I like him to be really camped as well. Why does he walk him. like that? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Why does he keep boasting about the size of his oven? Go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. step in while he mows the lawn. You know, he works with a gas board as well, do you? <laughs> he's, the, he's the area manager at the gas <laughs> board. Area manager at the gas board. Area manager, oh god. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get trouble here. Right, oh. moving on. Yeah, fuck David. Um, so, we'll just call a quick break and then we'll, uh, we'll crack on with the main cut and thrust. Transvestitism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, so we're back. Let's talk about fearsome critters. In the folklore of the lumberjack, fearsome critters are fabulous beasts that were said to inhabit the timberlands of North America. Cryptids. I suppose it is, isn't it? Yeah. Fearsome critters are an integral part of all tradition in North American lumber camps during the turn of the 20th century. Principally as a means to pass time, such as in tall tales or to jest for hazing newcomers. And a typical fearsome other gag, a person fearsome would casually gag. gag, a person would casually remark about a strange noise or sight they encountered in the wild. Subsequently, another accomplice would join in, and there you get the story then of oh yeah, well that, that used to be a guy on a thing called one legged Bert and mm. then oh if you ever came back? You just imagine, like, I mean, I, I guess they go into the woods and they spend weeks there at a time, wouldn't they? Until yeah. they get their quota or whatever. 
you know, and what do you do? You have a campfire as you tell tales and... Isn't there enough weird shit out there in the forest <laughs> without having to make anything up? I mean, there's bears that'll kill mm. you, birds that'll kill yeah. you, insects that'll kill you, I think. I don't know. That's, that's part of the human thing, isn't that's, it? Yeah, sore, we're isn't it? shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We carry our tails with us wherever like we go. Like spinning tall tails. Lumberjacks who regularly travelled between camps would stop to swap stories eventually disseminating these myths across the continent. Many fearsome creatures were simply the products of pure exaggeration, while a number, however, were used to either seriously or jokingly an explanation for unexpected phenomena. Unexplained. Unexplained phenomena, yeah. For example, the, um, I can't make that out. Hide behind. Hide behind served to account for loggers who failed to return to camp, while the tree squeak offered justification for strange noises heard in the woods. Tree squeak. Yeah. <laughs> that's when Groot has a wang. <laughs> <laughs> Groot, I can hear you tree squeaking up there. Oh, man, my teenage Groot must have been wanking <laughs> non-stop. And they're all on that little ship. I am no, Groot. <laughs> he can smell burning wood. <laughs> <laughs> He's whittling so hard. Camphor wood. <laughs> <laughs> A handful mirrored descriptions of actual animals. The mangrove... Killifish. Killifish, which uh, (laughs) takes up sheltered decaying branches after leaving the water, exhibits similarities to the upland trout, a legendary fish purported to rest in trees. To nest. To nest in trees. In addition, the story of the fililoo, about a mythical crane that flies upside down, may have been inspired by observations of the woodstalk, a bird that has been witnessed briefly flying in this manner. Particular instances, more elaborate ruses were created using taxidermy or trick photography. That's just... Well, it's uh, it's no different than fucking fake news today, is it? Mm. Um, no. You know. It's the fake news of the turn of the 20th century. We yeah. can't help ourselves, Hugh. There's all that wonderment and amazement out there. And we have to pull people's plank, don't we? Thing is, you need to make money. If you're a lumberjack and you're cutting down trees, how much animals do you actually see? Because, I mean, they're going to run, aren't they? Yeah. There's not many many animals about. Until mm. Mama Bear comes back one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't cut the tree that's got cubs in the, in the canopy. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid them trees. Avoid them trees. <laughs> I can't remember if it's the black or the brown bear, so there's definitely a difference. But, um... One of them will start eating you when you're alive. One will kill you and store the body and come back to you later on. And another will just start consuming you before even bothering to to kill you. Wow, that's just lazy. Uh, so if there's a video that Joe Rogan keeps going back to because he's fascinated by it to show how like savage bears can be. But like, it's in somebody's back garden and a bear has got hold of a deer and he's eating it alive. You showed us that, yeah. Can you imagine the sound? Yeah. As well as your screaming children watching uh, it. Oh, God. Oh, man, please kill me first, Mr. Bear, for the love <laughs> of God. Give me some <laughs> dignity. Imagine that he's eating your innards and you're having to top yourself at the other end. Yeah, I see it's like I'm doing your work for you, yeah. big gun. <laughs> I've got one bullet left. No, no, he's already eaten half my innards. It's going in my head. I'm going to ram my face into the bears and do us both. Fair enough. <laughs> Put your head close as you can to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it in his mouth. <laughs> Put it in his mouth and do it. 
that. Have that, you fucking... Chew me head, yeah, call you big cunt, yeah! <laughs> yeah, chew me head, no, that's it! I'm Millwall, I am! Imagine being the fucking... I don't know, the person on the trail who comes across, across that scene. Yeah. Your head's completely in the bear's mouth with a pistol nearby and an exit wound at the side of the bear's head. Yeah. What the fuck? Your guts are on the floor. Wow. Uh. What are you fucking cool as shit? What's <laughs> Finding that. <laughs> they should let us write an episode of CSI. Oh, yeah. CSI Canada or something. <laughs> CSI Dorley. <laughs> Is there bears in Dorley? Wasn't <laughs> <We, laughs> it? Not. Why not? There's a bear in Lost. There's hairy beasts. Oh, yeah. There's hairy beasts. <laughs> uh, orange skinned ghouls of the night. <laughs> plenty of them. Yeah, with weird shaped eyebrows as well. <laughs> Oh God. Oh, I, I can't stand that. I'm sorry, women, don't shave your eyebrows off and draw them on. It looks stupid. It does look ridiculous. Cause like, first, first thing you notice, you can't stop looking. I'm going to draw them pluck normal people. I'm going to draw a monocle. A monobrow? A monobrow. No, a monocle. Oh. Well, they can draw eyebrows on. Why, why yeah. can't I just draw other things on? It's <laughs> true, yeah. A moustache? <laughs> a moustache and a monocle. You know, a twirly. Yeah, twirly handlebar moustache. Monocle. Why the hell not? We joke about it now, but eventually it is going to be a thing, isn't it? Drawing yeah. on your own face. There's a lot of facial tattoos going around oh, at the moment. God. I know. The neck and hand tattoo has become blasé. Yeah. Well done, people. You've literally taken that from what would have been, I'd say, 20 years ago, a sign of a fairly hardcore person who's made some pretty distinct lifestyle choices. Because <laughs> employment-wise, you know... You're not going to get it. Tattooed hands, fingers, necks, faces. But now it's literally, you know, there'll be a pretty, like, 21-year-old girl serving you at super drug or something, and she will have, like... A full fucking piece that covers her entire throat. Yeah. 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 Wow. There's well one done. area I wouldn't have done to. Well done, so. human. Well done, Pete. You've made. You've even made tattoos blasé. <laughs> Great. So yeah, eventually it's gonna be. Well, they've already started. Like mutilating themselves, haven't they? Yeah. Look at me. That's what it is. It's all anything anybody ever does yeah. essentially comes down to. Your little ego saying, look at me. <laughs> but not that much. Don't look too intensely. Yeah, don't look at me tits either. Just enough. If <laughs> tits. Sorry. Yeah, anyway, so let's go through the list <laughs> of some of the, uh, the the more well-known ones then. So what's up first? is The Wampus Cat. <laughs> it's a crew of Canadian sounding thing. <laughs> The Wombus Cat is a creature in American folklore that varies widely in appearance, ranging from frightful to comical, depending on region. Early references by the American Dialect Society. Note the Wombus Cat is a creature heard whining about camps at night, a mythical green-eyed cat having occult powers, or an unidentified imaginary animal. Folklorist Vance Randolph described the Wombus Cat as a 
kind of amphibious panther with, which leaps into the water and swims like a colossal mink. <laughs> wow. Yeah. An amphibious cat. Yeah. That would be the, literally the perfect killer, wouldn't it? It would. It'd have everything. Well, cats are already the perfect killers. Yeah, they are. But add a bit of a, you know, underwater capability. Mm. Imagine, imagine Jaws, but it's a bunch of cats stalking the shark. Instead of the shark. No, there's still the shark. Right. But there's cat people instead of... Oh, <laughs> not like Jesus. Have you seen the trailer for cats? Yeah, it looks freaky as fuck. What the actual fuck is yeah, that? I've seen it. Oh. So they're people, mm -hmm. but they've got like... CGI cat bodies. Right. And cat oh. faces. But they've got but people, people. people bodies though, haven't they? They're running yeah, yeah, around yeah. dancing. It's like they would have done in the stage show. Mm. In the stage show, they'd be wearing little outfits with little fluffy tails and mm. cuffs and they'd have a cat drawn on their face. Mm. They've done the equivalent of that but with CGI. So we're supposed to believe this cat people world mm. is real but it's in our world, isn't it? I've never yeah. seen the, the musical. You're no, neither have Anyway, it looks fucking weird. I'm obviously going to end up having to fucking watch it, aren't I, because of who I live with. Really? Do you think they're going to be that... It's a musical about cats. Just don't tell about it. Oh, well, they'll find out. <laughs> they'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, then they do find out. Say, oh, it's not out yet. I'll say all the cats die at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by a, by a truck. By a white van. So <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the big crescendo musical number. You just drive onto the stage. <laughs> it's the last of my nine lives. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just you in a white van yeah. screaming through. <laughs> I'm fucking late. <laughs> I'm in a fucking way. <laughs> yeah, that's a better ending, isn't it? I like it. It's the version I'd write. <laughs> All right, do you want to do the next one, Mike? Yes, the fur-bearing trout. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary creature purportedly found in North America and Iceland. According to tales, the trout has created a thick coat of fur to maintain its body heat. Tales of furry fish date to the 17th century and later the shaggy trout of Iceland. Shaggy trout. I've known a few shaggy troops. <laughs> <laughs> the earliest known American publication dates from a 1929 Montana Wildlife Magazine article by J.H. Hicken. A taxidermy furry trout produced by Ross C. Job is a specimen at the Royal Museum of Scotland. It is a trout with white rabbit fur ingeniously attached. I always think taxidermists are a bit fucking creepy, to be fair. Of course they are. And if you're going to the lengths of attaching rabbit fur to a fish and doing and taxiderming mm. it all, I think you've got issues. Mm. There are no known examples of any fur-bearing trout species, but two examples of hair-like growths on fish are known. The cotton mould can infect fish, which can result in the appearance of fish covered in the white fur. A real fish, Mirapana esu, has hair-like outgrowth and sports wing-like pectoral fins. Sweet, flying fish then. Mm. Flying hairy fish. Flying hairy fish. <laughs> Go the next one. Go on then, guys, you can do the next one. A hoop snake. The hoop snake 
is a legendary creature of the United States, Canada and Australia. It appears in the Pecos Bill stories. Although his description of hoop snakes is the one with which people are most familiar, stories of the creature predate those fictional tales considerably. Several sightings of the hoop snake have been alleged along the Minnesota-Wisconsin border in the St. Croix River Valley, Wake County in North Carolina, and Kamloops, British Columbia. And just so you're certain, listeners, a hoop snake, I'm looking at a, a hand drawing here, is um, a snake eating its own tail to create a hoop and uh, rolling along like a... Like, like, a, like a child would roll a hula hoop. Mm -hmm. Wow. If only. Terrifying. <laughs> Imagine that 20 of them coming at your camp, rolling down the hill. You're running away from the snake, you're little. You get to the bottom of the hill, you're like, oh, I beat him. And then you watch him stand upright, yeah. bend over backwards, yeah. as his head begins to meet his tail and form a hoop. And you're like, what? And then it starts to thunder down the hill towards you faster but than you can run. if you've got a stick, mm -hmm. right, and you get, you can just tie it, you can bat the fuck out of him. Yeah, but as soon as you hit him, he's going to unloop, isn't he? And then yeah, wrap yeah. around your stick. You're going to time it so you get, you get the head and the mm -hmm. tail in one go, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, well, I think you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think it is. rolls into you, and then as soon as it hits you, it then you know them things that are like a straight bar, and then you slap it on your wrist and it wraps around? Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah? Yeah. I'm not describing that very well, but I think the snake does that to you when it rolls into you. What if it's like the animated G.I. Joe movie mm -hmm. where Serpentor, Emperor of Cobra, mm -hmm. launches, he has them snakes around his neck, oh. he pulls them off, after he pulls mm -hmm. the snake out, it straightens, he launches it, like, it a like a spear. What if it does that, it rolls down the hill, and just before it's meant to hit you, it spears, it spears itself. itself straight into your chest. Through your Ooh. chest. Through your chest, then it's eating your insides. Wow. Well, according to folklore, then... Well, yeah, okay. Not science, but folklore. Folklore. The distinguishing feature of a hoop snake, can you guess, is that it can grasp its tail in its jaws and roll after its prey like a wheel, thus looking somewhat like the Ouroboros of Greek mythology. Ouroboros. <laughs> <laughs> Boys on the dwarf. Hey. Or... Toshaki Noko. Oh, God, I was right! In Japan. Read on, read on, I was right. Okay. In Japan, in one version of the myth, oh yeah, the snake straightens out at the last second, skewering its victim with its venomous tail. Metal. The only <laughs> escape is to hide behind a tree, less metal, which receives the deadly blow instead and promptly dies from the poison. But then you can go and just snap the snake's neck, oh, can't okay. you? It's and stuck and in the tree. Redeem yourself. Sightings are still occasionally reported, though the existence of the hoop snake has never been accepted by the scientific community. Naturalist Raymond Dittmars placed a $10,000 in a trust at a New York bank for the first person to provide evidence of a hoop snake. Some have suggested it is a distorted description of the sidewinder of the American Southwest or of the mud snakes, which will occasionally lie in a loose hoop shape. The hoop snake possibly is an embellishment of actual instances of snakes swallowing their own tails, mistaking them for prey. Ah, ah, you fucking idiot snake. <laughs> what a dick if you couldn't tell after the first few bites. Uh, <laughs> oh, this hurts. Oh, well. If you get to the point where you're choking to death, you're, you're really fucked up, you idiot snake. 
We think of them as being intelligent, cold reptile. You yeah. Know, and, uh, they're still like dogs. Like, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I watched this video of a dog that actually caught its own tail <laughs> and it had no idea of what to do next. <laughs> Fuck, I got it. <laughs> he was like, literally, the older was sat there. He was like, this dog's just looking at him with like this look in its eyes. He's like, what the fuck do I do now? And he's like, well, what are you going to do then? And this dog just shuffles off with its tails to the tail. <laughs> I just want to let it go. <laughs> So yeah, yes. cool, but I, I don't know. I doubt it. Oh, well, this We'd have seen one, wouldn't we, by now? I think so. But then again, guys, I mean, you know, lots of woodland, not so many people. Mm. Yeah, but there's not many snakes that aren't identified, I imagine, by now. Unless they live in the Amazon. Aren't they still finding, like, examples of insects? Like, yeah, that's insects. Though, isn't any it? Day? That's insects, they're tiny. I mean, snakes... You can't miss them. There's still <laughs> a lot of unidentified ones in the Labour Party. Ooh. Oh, I did political humour there for yeah. you. Last week, last week's the Tory party as well, that'd be better. Well, yeah, I was going for the, you know, sort of, because they turn on themselves a bit, haven't they? Oh, well, they do, you know, yeah, they do like turn, to do well, that. Well, yeah, they, really like, sport, they like to do that when they just as an election coming yeah, up. There's an internal clever. struggle, isn't there, in the Labour Party for between the left and right at the moment? I've had a few internal struggles, and I've found what often helps is a curry. <laughs> or some tablets and a strong coffee <laughs> rusty water you right, the next one it's a joint snake <laughs> supposedly the snake can break itself or be cut into pieces and will reassemble itself it is said like the fucking team like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's said that a piece of the snake is taken and the pocket knife used to cut the snake is set down in the place of the snake's piece the knife will join up with the hole of the snake. So if you cut the snake in two, mm-hmm. put the knife in between the two bits, the knife yeah. will become part of the snake. Mm-hmm. Does that work with anything then? Double-decker bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to drive a door-decker bus over a snake and then see it's what happens... It's not a magic knife, it's a magic <laughs> snake. Yeah. So the snake would then become part of the bus. <laughs> well, how are you going to use a bus to cut a snake? <laughs> Run over, run over, well, it would over. smash a snake, wouldn't it? Oh, Not really yeah. cut a snake. It's a bit like using a sledgehammer to cut hell, a Mike slice of cheese, officer. isn't it? You can run it over. Could you cut me some cheese with this hammer? <laughs> I got me. I'll go get the bus. <laughs> <laughs> you hold it and I'll drive past. It. <laughs> oh, you squashed me cheese. <laughs> you took me hand with it. Sorry. Oh, you do the risks. Never's <laughs> the rules. <laughs> I, I did say we could have just used the cheese knife. <laughs> All that really cool cheese wire they have. <laughs> what, why did you think of a buzz? <laughs> <laughs> Something ridiculous. I didn't realise well, it had to be the thing worked. that injured the snake. Yeah. I thought you could just well, it's got cut, cut it with a pocket knife and then put a bus in between. <laughs> <laughs> so and it just go like, the bus. So, <laughs> its head's at one end and it's like two magnets yeah. trying to, and then if it's, the bus gets out of the way they'll go it's stretching over the bus yeah well, I think he's making the world's say, biggest snake this one's bollocks isn't it? <laughs> it's called the joint snake though it's a cool name it'd be better if it like lured you in with a joint yeah. hey you want to get high got you really high then killed you because I don't mind dying if I'm so high you're just like he's biting me yeah. so you're a lumberjack you're, stumbling, you're lost in the woods yeah, in my brain. No, that was a fire 
Yeah. You go through a fire, and there's like six snakes stuck on logs just getting mm. high as fuck, <laughs> and they offered you a joint. Yeah. And then they, you get really high with the snakes, have a good laugh, become friends, mm. because they're snakes and they're devious and twisty. Mm. And you fall asleep high, and they eat you. Yeah. It's a bitch. It sounds how it would go. So, anything else about this joint snake? Uh, yeah, the, the myth is probably based on the legless lizards that can regenerate their tails after they're broken off. Such lizards are often called joint, or more commonly, glass snakes. It may also be a reference to the hydra in Greek mythology. According to travellers' accounts, their skin is as hard as parchment and is smooth as glass. It is so stiff, it can hardly bend itself and is streaked with black and white. Like a zebra's cock. <laughs> Oh, you're a zebra. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. <laughs> okay, next up we have the agropelter. Sounds like a fucking lawnmower. It is said. <laughs> Come and get the new agropelter for thousands. Feed your lawn. Cut your lawn. <laughs> Spread shit as it mows your lawn. <laughs> the agropelter. <laughs> It's said to inhibit hollow trees of the conifer woods from Maine to Oregon. From this vantage point, the creature would await an unwary person and hurl wooden splinters and branches at the intruder. Wow, what a bastard. Mm. Some have described the creature as being so quick that it has never been seen. How do we know about it then? Well, you get the branches coming at you, I suppose. Well, it's a bit like Could... my, my mythical, that supermodel I used to be married to that nobody ever saw. <laughs> She was just really quick. Yeah. I mean, she existed. Believe. Yeah, you said you brought believe. her here once and, and we couldn't left. see her. Really fast. Yeah. Really fast. But she existed. Did but, she? Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. She's Brazilian. <laughs> nice. Is that where she is now? Yeah. She's fast. <laughs> it's a fucking flash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, does this sound like it? One reference describes a creature as having a slender, wily body, the villainous face of an ape. <laughs> muscular whiplashes which can snap off dead branches and hurl them through the air like shells from a six inch gun. Wow! So... Fucking... They've nailed it! That's uncanny! The agropelter subsists on woodpeckers' hoot owls, high holes and dozy rotten wood. It's a bit harsh to call me that, isn't it? <laughs> what, dozy rotten what wood? wood. <laughs> its pups are born on February the 29th. So, I said four, four years. years yeah. And arrives in odd numbers. They are blamed for the disappearance of people in northern forests. When loggers died from branches falling on their heads, Agropelter was blamed for throwing the heavy branches. Basically, just <laughs> some moron has cut the wrong tree. He's lying on their fellow. Agropelter. It's Agropelter. Do you see him? He's so quick, you couldn't see him. I caught a glimpse of him. Yeah. Fucking hell. Look like a supermodel, but with a face like an ape. And wiry whiplash arms. You see the speed that branch went? It was just like a six pound gun going off. And these things, we've never found a dead body or anything like that, you know. Fossil. Fur. No, they're said to be completely black, save for its face, which is a spoken ash grey skull pattern, well, contrasting cool. with the black of the rest of the animal. Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> mm. You do realise like a six pound gun is an artillery piece, guys. 
Do you, do you two know that? We do know. Is it six pound or six inch? Six inch. That's like a battleship gun, a very small battleship gun, a six inch gun. Battleship? Six inch? It's no, that's, no, I'm like, it's the calibre that way. I thought you were on about the length of the cannon. Yeah. I was no. going to say, you're seriously overestimating. <laughs> no, it's I think you need to remeasure your penis. <laughs> it's not 15 metres as you previously thought. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> yeah, that's right, a, sorry, it's, diameter. Yeah, it's like the diameter of the ball. Right. So six inches is the width of the shot. Fuck. It's like a, What's a that with these monkeys? Well, they fire their fucking oh. branches at you with the effect of a six-inch gun, which effectively could sink a ship. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think you would have noticed them. The Ewoks were able to take down a technologically advanced <laughs> Imperial army by chucking rocks and sticks, weren't Look, they? Don't get me started on that. Well, they were and they did. You can't argue with facts, historical facts. I can't argue with it, but it's still fucking... It just doesn't make any sense. They so basically, toys. they like, did. It's like a supercharged Ewok. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is this it is, yeah. The idea It's an Ewok on steroids yeah. and meth. <laughs> do they make drums with the the helmets of their decapitated heads and helmets? The skin of their victims. <laughs> there's a, a drawing now, and like, there's an unsuspecting lumberjack just about to be... Have a branch launched through his spine. Innocently tooted on a crack pipe. Yeah. yeah. Axe on his shoulder, enjoying yeah. the beautiful weather. Mind you, not many trees about. He's really cut all them down. That's why the Everpods pissed off. With him. This artist's impression that we're looking at looks a lot like the monkey from Family Guy. Yeah, the evil monkey. Yeah, evil monkey. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, but the evil monkey's also a stoner. Oh. Because when Chris isn't there, yeah, he, he's like he, he's in the window doing his pointy, snarly face. And as soon as he drive off, he's put some Hendrix on yeah, and pulls yeah, a I've joint. That, yeah, <laughs> that. Well, fear the agro pelter. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Or wear Next. a hard hat. Yeah. Wow, the axe handle hound. Look at that little look at that little doggy. Ah. An axe handle for a head. Well it's, well, it's not an axe handle, is it? He's got a, axe an, axe for, uh, an axe head for a head. Yeah, yeah. And an axe handle for a body. Yep. And the axe handle hound is an American fearsome critter of Minnesota and Wisconsin. Overall, it resembles a dog with a roughly axe-like shape. It has a head shaped like an axe blade, hence the name. They're <laughs> pretty imaginative on this one, aren't they? No. Yeah. Complemented <laughs> by a handle-shaped body atop short, stubby legs. So he can hang it up in the tool shed. <laughs> uh, it subsists on a diet consisting entirely on <laughs> a diet consisting entirely on the handles of axes which have been left unattended. <laughs> oh, well, you... some cunt's lost his axe. <laughs> oh, I know what it was, didn't you? It's an axe handle there and steals axes. It does. It looks like an axe. These are just lame excuses. They <laughs> <laughs> really are. I didn't really. I didn't really skewer James through the chest of that branch. It was the anchor filter. <laughs> and his mate, the axe shake dog. <laughs> and he stole his axe after. <laughs> I refuse to read the rest of this one. <laughs> Do we, we need call to? Break yes. <laughs> I think it's safe to say this one's bollocks. Explain the evolution of this. How did it evolve to only eat? Well, obviously came about handles. only obviously came about after they started logging, didn't they? <laughs> like, oh, it's a very quick evolutionary <laughs> yeah. jump, is it? 
Well, you know, guys, the X-Men, Jubus the Mutants, didn't take them One long. dog eats one axe, <laughs> and then his son comes out fucking axe-shaped. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not a scientist. That fits perfectly with the theory of evolution. Wait a minute. I'm going to go home tonight, then, and eat... The 12-inch rubber dildo. <laughs> what, so your child will be born a massive no, so dildo? I will become <laughs> dildo-shaped. No, the kid will look at dildo. Look at that pickle, Rick. <laughs> I haven't thought this through. <laughs> <laughs> when he grows up, his porn career will be being fired out of a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> You've been known as Cockboy. <laughs> You've got to call him Richard. <laughs> Richard Cockboy. <laughs> I need a piss really badly. <laughs> okay, what's next then? The Boar-Tailed Cat. The Boar-Tailed Cat is a fictional, fearsome critter of North America, most commonly described as having similar traits to that of a mountain lion, except with an exceedingly long tail, to which there is affixed a solid bulbous mass for striking its prey. Wow. Yeah. There's of... a dinosaur like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a herbivore. It's one of the big mm. boys, isn't it? Mm. Or is it one of the little things? It's not a stegosaurus. Like a, li- no, a little thing. Spike. Oh, it's a little one with it's the, like a ball and two spikes on the yeah. end of the tail. No, that's a stegosaurus. Like... No, it could go up to a big one and like fucking cave its knee mm. in. Thing to defend Stegosaurus itself. had the spiky one, yeah. and then there was I'm another one, and it was, like, it was smaller, mm. but it had, it had like um, a shell, almost like, it wasn't a shell, but it looked like a hardened shell of bone over the top of it, and mm. it had this spiky tail. Mm. I can't remember what it was called. But yeah, it would take out the knee, pissing Beast. Mr. Rex. Two of the more prominent variants are the Digmall and the Silver Cat. The latter is distinguished for not only having a smooth-sided ball for knocking wayfarers unconscious, but in addition, a spiked star piercing and grappling victims. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it's fictional. It said it was fictional. Wow, we don't know that. It said it was <laughs> fictional. <laughs> it's been cited, obviously, by all these lumberjacks. Is a fictional fearsome critter. Guys, believe, man. It says! <laughs> not <laughs> mythical, fictional. Well, there is a distinction, isn't yeah, it? I think they're all fictional, guys. <laughs> no, I want to believe the hoop snakes are out there. <laughs> At the agripelter. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the one? Oh, yeah, the hoop snakes the one that serpent tours its way through your chest. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty cool. Okay, next up, the cactus cat. A lot of cats! Yeah. A lot of cats. The cactus cat was generally described being a bobcat-like creature covered in hair-like thorns with particularly <laughs> long spines extending from the legs and its armoured branching tail. Nice. The creature was said to use its spines to slash cacti at night, allowing juice to run from the plants. On later nights, the creature was said to return to drink the now fermented juice. I was just getting pissed. Yeah. The then, <laughs> dr- the then drunken creature was said to shriek throughout the night. <laughs> I think this cat's my spirit animal. Uh, <laughs> the cactus oh, cat. got a little guitar or something. <laughs> my cat lady left me. <laughs> took my favourite cacti. <laughs> 
It was a desert predator. To avoid the harsh heat, they carve out the inside of a cactus and sleep throughout the day. It eats the bugs and juice of the cactus, keeping it hydrated. They were said to be immune to scorpion venom and would hunt them at night. Nice. Cactus cats were social animals, often mating for life. They were said to live about 20 to 30 years. Before and during mating season, the male felines would break open a large saguaro cactus and let the smell attract females to the location. Often enough, two females would be attracted to the scent and fight. The fight usually ended in one of them getting brutally spiked or stabbed to death. The winning female would then meet with the male and drink the cactus juice. The pair would get drunk and then produce a litter of kittens in the next few weeks. The kittens were born blind at birth with no spikes. So this is basically the mating ritual of a, a in Dorley. You get smashed with two birds, they fight mm. each other, one to wins. <laughs> to the death, one wins, you go home with her. Mm. One day she's pregnant. And in about three weeks she's pregnant. And you're fucked. <laughs> and you're stuck with her for life. Yeah. And she's usually called Tracy, she's got drawn on eyebrows and she's orange. Yeah. <laughs> Not she, so dissimilar to her. <laughs> and she goes like the clappers. <laughs> yeah. And God bless them, they're the backbone of this country. <laughs> she bangs like a shithouse door when the plague's in town. And, they, <laughs> and she eats bugs and drinks cactus juice. <laughs> <laughs> she's a cheap night out. <laughs> and they keep chip shops in business. <laughs> Bag of chips, bar of cider, she'll do anal that night. Late night alcohol, <laughs> off licence type places. Yeah. Keeps them in business. Anal on a first date. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with anal on a one. Do you guys? A Glowacus. Besides you. I've done it. I've just read it. I thought you'd done it. Ball Cats. game at the cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> My memory's the tip. Just done it. Do you suffer from short term memory loss? I don't remember. <laughs> My memory's got terrible recently, though. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> I blame the, blame the tablets. No, blame the medication. It was like it before the medicine. <laughs> it's got worse since the medicine. It has. <laughs> the Glacawakakakus is one of the fearsome critters. Northern devil cat? Uh, uh, it's described as looking something between a bear, panther, and a lion. Well, which is it? They're three fucking completely <laughs> it's different it's animals. Man, it's like man bear pig. Yeah. And it sounds like a hyena. <laughs> wow! Fuck's sake. It's also known as the Northern Devil Cat. It has a fearsome screech that compares to the cackle of a hyena. The creature is blind and uses its sense of smell as well as sound waves. Looking Ooh. into the creature's eyes is said to. For fuck's sake. <laughs> is said to wipe the victim's memory. <laughs> like the fucking Men in Black Cat. Uh, <laughs> it's been seen recently, 25 years. How do they remember? Well, they I didn't look at his eyes, did they? Oh, fucking hell. Look at my eyes, I don't have the eyes, look at my eyes. Oh, Don't remember seeing me, alright? Absolutely. You're sitting in Glastonbury. <laughs> oh, that fucking explains. Connecticut, though, Connecticut. Yeah. How many mushrooms had you eaten? 300 or 3,000? I can't remember, dude. This cat looked at me, that's all I remember. <laughs> he looked me right in the eyes, man, I totally forgot who I was as a person. <laughs> and apparently it was spotted in Loveland. I don't know where that is, but I want to go. <laughs> Loveland. It's a place. Fort Collins in Colorado. What, yeah, what do you yeah. think's going to happen? You're going to get off the bus and I'm like, <laughs> just fannies are just going to start falling out of the sky. <laughs> what, dismembered vaginas <laughs> in front of the sky? That's horrific. 
love land. Right? So you get a complimentary blowjob on on arrival. <laughs> oh, from, from a bloke called Dave. Ferry <laughs> <Terry> the bus driver. <laughs> Bus driver in that town. Uh, 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 excuse me, I, I I did specifically request a female uh, uh, bus driver. Tough shit, mother. <laughs> I want you to split. Everybody comes to love land gets love. You understand me, boy? Gob jobs are gob jobs. <laughs> I'm gonna split you like a lark. <laughs> a blowjob's a blowjob, but not when he's fucking stubbles <laughs> leaving a fucking fucking rash on your stomach. <laughs> Oh, he smells like a diesel engine. Honestly, I wasn't imagining that scenario, was I? That was least of my thoughts. Tonight, you both not thought things through, haven't you? God, boys watching from the back. <laughs> I'm fucking mad. That's my son, it's not a bat. Alright, he's shaped like a massive dildo. Because I foolishly fed myself on a diet of nothing but... Dildos, but <laughs> respect him. He's human. <laughs> He's more human than you getting sucked off by that monster. <laughs> I got feelings too, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Stop saying I'm cut, boy. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. You got fucking swamp ass, girl, my son. <laughs> Sorry, that's enough. Oh. material. <laughs> if you tuned in halfway through, listener, fuck me, are you confused right now? <laughs> what the fuck is a cock boy? <laughs> oh yeah, it was me. Was it? I think that, that's enough, isn't it? It's yeah. a fucking hyena cat. Yeah. Next one. That wipes your fucking memory. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. This is the the next one's the goofus bird. Fucking hell. The goofus bird is a mythical backwards flying bird originating in lumberjack folklore in North America. It's also known variously as the Philamiloo bird or the flu fly bird. The goofus bird flies backwards as it does not care where it's going, only where it's been. And it builds its nest upside down. Is this a Dr. fucking Zeus <laughs> fuck or what? I don't go where I'm going, I don't really care where I'm being. <laughs> I am the goofus bird, I am, I am. Oh no. Well, it gets better. It's described as having a conspicuous appearance with a turkey-like head, long green neck, with silver scales, a black right wing and a pink left wing. <laughs> That's appropriate, isn't it? <laughs> a person likened to a goofus bird is a person low in intellectual curiosity and indifferent to their forward direction. It's a British electorate, isn't it? Yay! Yay! Politics joke of the week. If you do an election special on next Thursday, oh, you can do it live. Oh, <laughs> we'll sit here and watch the results coming no, up. No, because I'll be so depressed if fucking no, the Tories win. Are they going to win? So. Yeah, so. We don't know that. Well, we don't, but. Probably. Probably. Fucking goofus birds. Fucking old people. Well, yeah. Let's carry on. That's, <laughs> that's the goofus birds. Yeah, that's pretty much it, really. Also, the German word meaning doof. Stupid. Doofus, yeah? Doofus, yeah? Yeah. Ah, interesting. Well, the goofus bird flies backwards because he's—he doesn't care where he's going. 
Oh, and there is Bean. Which I suppose is a perfect metaphor for a travelling lumberjack. Jeez. He doesn't know where he's going, he only knows where he's going. How been. the fuck did you stumble upon? How niche is this lumberjack folklore? <laughs> I came across it. I, I heard. Uh, I was watching some documentary or something, or and they mentioned something called the squonk. We'll come to that in a bit. <laughs> it's this fraggle rock. <laughs> <laughs> just, it might as well be ending. <laughs> the squonks are coming. Here. I just googled it to see what it was, and it was one of these um, fearsome critters. Wow. Um, that's it. Were you disappointed? Were you hoping that lumberjack folklore was like, you know, steamy? And <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sexiest part so far has been the song. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Must take a lot of lube for a hairy lumberjack ass, mustn't it? <laughs> I like that they shave I mean there's not like a shortage of knives and stuff about, is there? Do they see like the sort of men who are gonna shave their genital areas? Yes. No, they're not. Yeah, I bet they're surprisingly sensitive lovers. <laughs> <laughs> You've been reading too many mills of boons, <laughs> Gentle lovers, you'll fucking hold your face down in a bush. <laughs> and gorilla fuck you. That's true, they are alone in the woods for a long time. <laughs> a lumberjack on his annual brothel outing. Isn't that the Red Dwarf quote? <laughs> <laughs> He'll give you one up the gumbaroo. <laughs> great, great segue, guys. <laughs> the gumbaroo is a mythical creature. It was said to be larger than a bear and resemble a walking football. <laughs> <laughs> what, an American football or a British football? Because there's... Uh, a world of difference. Uh, yeah. American football. Uh, With a tough, shiny black hide that nothing could pierce. Uh, the only way to kill it was said to be fire, which caused the creatures to explode. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's inconvenient. Wow, a gumbaroo. It's larger than a bear, looks like a American football, and when it touches fire, it explodes. That, wow. to me, sounds like something from an episode of the real Ghostbusters cartoon, <laughs> doesn't it? All of these things do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A hide behind. This came up earlier, didn't it? In one of the ones. A hide behind is a nocturnal, fearsome critter. As its name suggests, the hide behind is noted for its ability to conceal itself. When an observer attempts to look directly at it, the creature hides behind an object or the observer and therefore cannot be directly seen. The hide behind uses this ability to stalk human prey without being observed and to attack without warning. Their victims, including lumberjacks and others who frequent the forests, are then dragged back to the creature's lair to be devoured. The creature subsists chiefly upon the intestines of its victim and has a severe aversion to alcohol, which <laughs> is considered a sufficient repellent. Oh, there we go. Oh, get pissed, boys. Yeah. Drink the only defence. The only defence gets a hide behind. <laughs> Why are you drunk again, Gary? Because I'm the hide behind the spotted. <laughs> Well, he's going to bite into my intestines and die, isn't he? And it'll be a pointless death, because my intestines will be poisonous. Yeah, he won't come near you if you're drinking, will he? Because yeah. he doesn't like alcohol. Well, what if I haven't been drinking? I've just got it in me. Well, I suppose he can smell it. I don't Max, he's not real, but I mean... <laughs> well, yeah. I imagine he could probably smell it, I guess. It's like they always say, if you're pissed, mosquitoes won't bite you. And in the picture, it just looks like a mix between a... Um, 
this is an artist's impression, by the way, from a book. A dog um, and a bear? <laughs> well, I was going to say, it looks like a, a Labrador yeah. puppy and a bear, but bear-sized, standing on its two legs. And all these artist impressions are from a book released in creature we can think yeah, of yeah. like you Stick know bits together yeah and some taxidermist weirdo probably stuck it together mm. so they could take a photo yeah the report investigated by instigated, instigated by well-known wisconsin land surveyor timber whoop, timber cruiser and prankster that's a giveaway <laughs> eugene shepherd who recorded, who rounded up a group of local people to capture the animal. The group reported they needed to use dynamite to kill the beast. A photograph of the remains of the charred beast released the media, and it was the fiercest, strangest, most frightening monster ever to set razor-sharp claws on the earth. It became extinct after its main food source of white... <laughs> Its main food source of white bulldogs became scarce in the area. <laughs> so so oh, it couldn't sorry. eat a brown one. Couldn't eat a brown one. So when were dogs bred to change? Well, the bull... It depends which when was the bulldog come out? Well, the British bulldog of 1893 looks nothing like the British bulldog you see today. They had a long nose mm. and were quite tall. They were bred. So it's only a few hundred years. So this thing has only been around... For a few hundred years until <laughs> only at white bulldogs. Oh, fussy bastard. <laughs> the one it went extinct. Mate might be a little bit racist mm. as well, though. Yeah, only eating, yeah. It was the fiercest, strangest, most frightening monster ever to set razor sharp claws on the earth. Can you, we expand you obviously picture? haven't met my fucking mother in law, then, have you? Slag. Can we expand the picture? Because that's the picture of them catching this. And oh, we can't get it. Can we zoom in on the... Fake as fuck. Yeah, it's a bit shit. I don't even know what the fuck that's supposed to show. Looks like a tree. It's all shit. <laughs> They've had a lot of time on their hands. Yep. You know, it's the equivalent of bullshitting on Facebook to get likes. This is one of my favourite ones. The Jackalope. Yeah. It was described as a jack rabbit with antelope horns. For fuck's sake. <laughs> In the 1930s, Douglas Herrick and his brother, hunters with taxidermy skills, 
popularised the American jackalope by grafting deer antlers onto a jackrabbit carcass and selling the combination to a local hotel in Douglas, Wyoming. Thereafter, they made and sold many similar jackalopes to a retail outlet in South Dakota, and another taxidermist continued to manufacture the horned rabbits in the 21st century. Stuffed and mounted, jackalopes are found in many bars and other places in the United States. Stores catering to tourists that sell jackalope postcards and other paraphernalia and commercial entities in America and elsewhere have used the word jackalope or a jackalope logo as part of their marketing strategies. The jackalope has appeared in published stories, poems, television shows, video games and a low budget mockumentary film. The Wyoming legislature has considered bills to make the jackalope the state's official mythological creature. I like him though, cute little rabbit with horns. Awesome. He, what's happened to his ears though? Can you go back up? Are his ears behind the horns? Maybe. Yeah, they are, look. They're yeah, there, yeah. Poking up behind the horns. It's cute. Yeah, it is quite cool. Yeah. I suppose. Mm. I like it. I want one. Not real though. I want a real one. Well, they're not real. But I mean, you can get with a the, real stuffed the, one. That's in not a few real. years' time, like when they get all this DNA and cloning and splicing together, they'll be running around. Well, you can get them, because researchers suggest that at least some of the tales of horned hares were inspired by sightings of rabbits infected with the Chopi papilloma virus. It causes horn and antler-like tumours to grow in various places. Well, that's what it's the same thing. Antler-like tumour. It's still a tumour, it's yeah. not an antler. I said you can get them, I said no, you like can't, it. You can't get them. <laughs> nothing like the cute little bunny with it's horns. Di diseased rabbit. It's a bit like the cool one yeah. on the bar. It's <laughs> fucking not, mate. Yeah, I've got tumors. my own jackalope. <laughs> They're tumours, mate. No, it's not the antlers, them are. <laughs> Why is it twitching? <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. It's the third one this week around here. Oh, Lord. This will be a short one, because this will be, be an episode on its own one day. I, I know a bit about this one. I didn't realise it came under, under the lumberjack folklore, but it is, of course, the Jersey Devil. The New Jersey Devil? Mm. Yeah. In southern New Jersey and Philadelphia, Philadelphia folklore, the Jersey Devil, also known as the Leeds Devil, is a legendary creature said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. The creature is often described as a flying biped, with hooves, but there are many variations. The common description is that of a kangaroo-like or wyvern. That's a dragon without... Dragon with wings or without wings, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Without, I think. A wyvern-like creature with a goat or horse-like head, leathery bat-like wings, small arms and clawed hands, legs with cloven hooves and a forked tail. It had been reported to move quickly and is often described as emitting a high-pitched, blood-curdling scream. I've seen a few shows where they've been like in search of the Jersey Devil and they're like in the woods going around there by the ruins. The, the ruins of the house where, I can't remember the name of the family, lived. Yeah, um, is still there. Child, and they're like, and then you hear like the scream in the woods and you're like, ooh, it could be anything, you know, yeah. It's bollocks. Now, New Jersey Devils, though. Cool hockey team. It is a cool name for a hockey team, but I, I don't believe in the Jersey Devil. No. I don't believe in New Jersey. I've never been there. <laughs> Could be an entirely fictional place. Could be. From the Jersey Shore. Could be like Gotham. 
Well, Metropolis. Exactly. Metropolis is real. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck's it, man. Is this around the corner from Gotham? <laughs> well, over the river. You can see it, yeah, uh, in the movie, can't you? Yeah? Surely that would make it the same city, really. You'd think you? so, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's there. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> so. Uh, Gotham's the shit neighbourhood and Metropolis is the nice one. <laughs> oh, they, put, they put all scumbags <laughs> over the river. Metropolis! Shh! <laughs> Sorry! You'd think Superman might help in Gotham. You'd think yeah. that, wouldn't you? You don't like it. But he's like, main Metropolis like, is a great place to live. Can't hear him from over Batman's, there. Batman's, he's drowning in the, in the shit, man. He, he, he is. He's up to his neck and ears in fucking killer clowns and penguin freaks. Them's the rules. <laughs> Them's the rules. But we all know Batman's a superior superhero. Yeah, he is. He is. Kick the fuck out of him. Don't get what anyone says. The side he'll gouge you. In American folklore, a side he'll gouge you is a fearsome critter adapted to living on hillsides or having legs on one side of their body shorter than the legs on the opposite <laughs> side. Fuck off. Goats can do it and they've got all four legs so it's the just, same. It's just on piss, this animal. Yeah. This peculiarity allows them to walk on steep hillsides, although only in one direction. When turned or chased into, into the plane, uh, they are trapped in an endless circular path. <laughs> the creature is variously known as the side hill dodger, side hill hoofer, side hill... What the fuck's that? Oose? Oose, yeah. They're mammals who dwell in hillside burrows and are occasionally depicted as laying eggs. They're usually six to eight pups to a litter, since the gouger is footed for hillsides, it cannot stand up on level ground. And if by accident a gouger falls from a hill, it can easily be captured or starved to death. Seems like a bit of a shitty evolutionary trait, really, doesn't it? <laughs> it's easily be captured. Why is no one captured one? Yeah. And it's also, it's, 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 it can only live on one, on one side the hill. Oh, this is brilliant. Read the next bit. When a clockwise gouger meets a counterclockwise gouger, oh, they have to fight to the death <laughs> since they can only go in one direction. <laughs> oh, God. They're good, aren't they? That's amazing. The next one up is a snallygaster. It's a dragon-like beast said to inhabit central Maryland, the Washington, D.C. metro area, and particularly the Middletown area of Frederick County, Maryland. Early accounts describe a community, German community in the 1730s being terrorised by a monster called the Schnellergeist, meaning quick ghost in German. The earliest incarnations mixed the half-bird features of a siren with the nightmarish features of demons and ghouls. The Snallygaster was described as half-reptile, half-bird, with a metallic beak lined with razor-sharp teeth. Occasionally with octopus-like tentacles. Just add them in as well. <laughs> Trust the Germans to make something more horrifying than that to me. It sweeps silently from the sky to pick up and carry off its victims. The earliest stories claim that this monster sucker, this monster sucked the blood of its victims. Seven-pointed stars, which reputedly kept the snallygaster at bay, can still be seen painted on local barns. Wow. Schnell. <laughs> schnell, schnell! Schnell, schnell, du bist ein Dumpfkopf! Ah. Yeah. Was that a, a bayonet of good old Sheffield steel going through his chest? Oh no, it was the Gollywog. Oh no, whatever his name was. What was his name? Jesus Christ! The Snallygaster. <laughs> the word Gollywog in itself, Ben, 
is not an offence. I just think owning them or calling someone one is. What was it called? Snally Gaston. That's a bit like Gully One. Stuff like it. Next one. Cheers. Oh, the Splinter Cat. Close cousin to Splinter the Rat, of course. Presumably. <laughs> <laughs> Spinter cat, spinter rat. The spinter cat spent all his time chasing spinter rat. No, he spent all his time teaching ninjutsu to a, a group of <laughs> four mutant lizards. Oh right. Or, I don't know. What's the opposite of a frog? A turtle. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't there some frogs that did the kind of the same thing in the cartoon? Yeah. Invasion of the punk frogs. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. The frogs ended up fighting with them, but oh, then they, they all realised they were kind of like mates and yeah. joined together to fight Splinter. Mm. Not Splinter, Shredder. Shredder, sorry. Well, the Splinter fucking cat is a nocturnal feline uh, of great ferocity. Ooh, get you. Splinter cat. Ho! <laughs> it flies through the air with terrific speed, and when it hits a large tree, it knocks the branches off withers the trunk and leaves it standing like a silvery ghost. These dead snags can be seen in many parts of the Pacific Northwest. The splinter cat performs this feat that is named that it is named after to expose raccoons and bees. However, the act of breaking open trees with its head leaves it with <laughs> a constant headache. Well, no, no shit. Uh, I think I can see a pattern which causes it always to be in a foul mood. Accordingly, one is advised to never remember this, boys. You're out there in the Pacific Northwest. Never approach a splinter cat. I'll do my best. Splinter Cat Creek, found in the northern Cascade Range of Oregon, is named after this legendary animal. The splinter cat appears in the book, the last of the really great Wang Doodles. Please don't put that into a search engine. Uh, <laughs> by Julie Andrews Edwards. This particular splinter cat answers to the Prime Minister of Wang Doodland and also enjoys playing Cat Cradle. Good for him. Cats in the cradle. The silver spoon. The splinter in cat the knocks down the trees in the moon. moon. When you're coming home soon, I don't know when. We'll get together then. <laughs> God, I'm old. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, this sounds like a sex act. <laughs> the tea kettle? I think I've done that. <laughs> in American folklore, a tea kettle is a creature with origins in lumberjack culture, specifically the lumber camps of Minnesota and Wisconsin. Not much going on in Wisconsin, I had a few of them. <laughs> it's a part of a group, a group of related entities collecting known as fearsome critters. It is said to resemble... A Short, stubby-legged dog with the ears of a cat. And its name comes from the sound it makes, which is akin to that of a boiling tea kettle. Oh, it only yeah. walks backwards, and steam issues from its mouth as it makes its whistle. As the myth goes, only a few lumberjacks have seen one, as they're very shy. But if a boiling kettle is heard and is nowhere to be found, it is sure the tea kettle is nearby. The tea kettle is nearby. Oh, I love it, I do. I find it fascinating how all these like 
little myths and legends pop up from just stories around campfires and people, spread. People just <laughs> love pulling people's legs, <laughs> yeah. chatting shy. It's I funny. Mean, he must have sent the novice at work off for a yeah. fucking glass hammer or a long weight. Yes. Or a well, tartan ink pen. Tartan paint. Mm. Bubbles for spirit levels. Yeah. 50p for electric meter. Mm. Well, who's next? Final and my favourite, the squonk. Only because he's your spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> the squonk is a mythical creature reputed to live in the hemlock forests of northern Pennsylvania in the United States. Legends of squonks probably originated in the late 19th century at the height of Pennsylvania's importance in the potential timber industry. The legend holds that the creature's skin is ill-fitting, being covered with warts and other blemishes, <laughs> and that because it is ashamed of its appearance, it hides from plain sight and spends much of its time weeping. Hunters, it's your spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> Hunters who have attempted to catch squonks have found that the creature is capable of evading capture by dissolving completely into a pool of tears. <laughs> A certain J.P. Wentling is supposed to have coaxed one into a bag, which, while while he was carrying it home, suddenly lightened. On inspection, he found that the bag contained only the liquid remains of the sad animal. Aww. Fuck me. <laughs> squonk. You're such a squonk. <laughs> no. So it's so ashamed of his appearance, like it can't ever be seen, and when you do see it, it, it cries itself to death. <laughs> Sounds like the typical Morrissey fan. <laughs> Don't see any of them nowadays. <laughs> hey, I fully support his descent into far-right madness. Mainly because it winds everybody up so much. His fans don't know what to do. It's true, isn't it? But the, cry. Yeah. It's hilarious. Don't bother yeah. me. You can still like his songs, can't you? Well, it's yeah. not as if, like, you know, he's a fucking pop singer. Gives a fuck who he's voting for as long as it's like a legal party that you're allowed to vote for. He's not like going to actual clan rallies or anything. <laughs> it is like I bet he does now. Well, it's an actual perfectly legal party that he's allowed to vote for. He gives a fuck. Leave him to it. Yeah. Well, why not? Fuck it. Whatever. I would go out tonight, but there's too many black people there. <laughs> That's pretty what you're singing nowadays. <laughs> Close the borders. <laughs> 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 yes, exactly. Probably he's voting Brexit party this election, isn't he? Can't wait for the new album. <laughs> <laughs> A racist, a white supremacist record label. Of course, called, there is. Yes. It's called Great White, and it's oh, the logo is a shark. Oh. But yeah, I watched a documentary on on oh. white supremacy in America, and it spreads through music now. That mm. you have like white supremacist metal bands, mm, yes, and they get released on this Great White label by by the groups and by the by the group, and uh, yeah, so it spreads there. Yeah. Uh, I've seen American History X. Yeah. Yeah. White metal band in that. Well, yeah. Maybe Morris is the British version. Mm. I want a hard Brexit. <laughs> Sorry, that's enough of Morris impressions. <laughs> so anyway, fearsome critters. It's been fun. It has. It was a, a pleasant surprise. I was expecting to be triggered massively. <laughs> Hence the secretism. That's not a word, is it? Secretiveness. 
Secrecy. There you go. Hence the secret. Well, the fucking here. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and we sit on here on the internet banging the world to rights every week. I know, we're dumb as fuck. Fucking listen to us. <laughs> At least we admit it though, eh? Hey? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least we're aware of it. That's one of my biggest pet hates. Mm. I'm so harsh on myself. I'm my own worst critic. You know, I'm blisteringly aware of all my faults. See? And it seems like the vast majority of people have got no idea... A Durning Kruger effect? How fucking thick they are. <laughs> comparatively speaking, it's all comparative, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're quite intelligent in compared to somebody, but then compared to fucking the astrophysicists of this world, you know... Well, we're, we're clever compared quantum, to Darwin and Tracy. Yeah, but compared to quantum computer builders... We're, we're, we're Darwin and Tracy. We're fucking maggots. <laughs> I've really need a wee again. Yeah, all right, well, let's just wrap this up. It's, it's been fun. It's fun. I yeah. like these mythological creatures, yeah. their cryptidness. New Jersey Devils going to get the most wage at the lot of them, hasn't mm. it? Um, well, it's the most well-known. it's got well a nice known. hockey team name. Well, it's the most well-known. Yeah, yeah, it's the most well-known, but... But, yeah. Oh, it was the Leeds family. That was it. Who had the... Uh, I can just imagine it. Just 18th century, you got a few weeks in the woods logging. Yeah, around the campfire, whiskey's going. Yeah. Hey... We used to have this bloke, with short Dave, and then you going. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, didn't he get? Uh, didn't he get taken out by that? Uh, what was that fucking agripelter? Yeah. Didn't he get taken out by the agripelter? Yeah, he What's did. What's one but, of them? Oh well, this is. You never heard of an agripelter? Never heard of an agripelter. Well, you're a bit green round here, yeah. isn't you? Oh well, let me tell you. Did they have a fucking toilet at this camp? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes, really there's pissed. The, there's the lavatory. <laughs> yes. We can wrap it up in a second. So yeah, so these things spread, don't they? So these, and it's also to haze the newcomers, which I think is a yeah. certainly a valid thing. You know, you're to haze the newcomer, aren't you? But yeah, that's Fierce and Critters, so let's end on some weird news and we've got full Alex this week. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Accidentally lists phone sex line instead of suicide hotline. Well, it might have saved somebody in need. I don't see a fucking thing, but I don't see an issue. Kids. They're kids. No, because they're all middle school. Yeah, they're kids. Oh, right, maybe. Right. I was say, have you ever rang a sex line? Full disclosure, I have. And I haven't, to be honest. Their, their job is, to, right, it, the reason why it's frustrating mm. is what you're trying to do is have a wank quickly mm. as possible and get the shame over with. What she's trying to do is keep you on the phone as long yeah. as humanly possible because that's how she's earning mm. money. So you'll be wanting to get straight down to the, what do your tits look like? Mm. And she's like, so where are you? Describe to me where you are. You know what I mean? I'm going to fucking kill myself. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I've just had enough of this world and I just... Mmm, <laughs> hot. Going. <laughs> 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 this might have actually worked. <laughs> it's what just, I'm saying. Yeah, but it might have worked, but as my school did, middle school at children, so. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, well, if this was high school, I might. Well, I think it's. 
Yeah, I think it's up to not high school, they were teenagers, late teens. I don't know the way it works. I think I'd say up to thirteen maybe. Yeah, it's been up the best. Okay, I concede it probably <laughs> didn't help anybody. Well they should, what they should do is put this in for adults. Yes, definitely, like I said. <laughs> well it looks like someone's getting fired. A middle school in California initially thought it was printing a suicide prevention hotline on a student ID badge to make their life easier. Little did they know they'd, they'd really used a number for a sex line. Yes, a sex line. These middle schoolers are probably uh, confused and excited all at once. New Vista Middle School staff printed a list of helpful numbers on the back of student ID badges, which included a 24-hour suicide prevention line, a crisis text line, a tip line and a team line. But they quickly realised the error after parents saw the printed number was indeed a phone sex line. Oh, I wonder how they knew that, eh? Tell me what your tits look like. Uh, <laughs> how the parent knew it was a sex line. Well, you can use your imagination for that. But it's still hilarious and a bit dumb at once. They always describe it themselves funny. the same as well. They're always like, I've got a small waist and a big bust <laughs> and a tight bum. How many of you rang? Yeah, a significant period of my life that was single, you know. Do you have the internet? There's something about you know the interaction mm. with a human. You probably could have just rang up the bird on the phone. And For the amount of fucking money it cost, I probably could have got, got a five star fucking wank from a fucking high end cock masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> Most of a suit. £500 a minute. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong, I, didn't, I haven't ranked that many, but I, I have experience. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't understand why you'd need a suicide hotline in middle school, though. Fuck me, can't you remember school? Yeah. Well, you didn't need a suicide hotline. Oh, I don't know. I was, unhappy, I was happy my own populace. Imagine how shit it was. Right, but then imagine that every time you went home, you go online and then all still there, but where everyone can see it, they're calling you all this shit. You just block them, didn't you? Nah, uh, cyberbullying. Yeah, it's but you crazy. know what's going on. Your friend yeah. will tell you, oh, he's called you this and that. And they get stabbed. Or shot. It's America. Mm. Shot. Little Johnny brings his daddy's Glock to school. Little Johnny brings his daddy's clock into school. Clock <laughs> <laughs> into school. Clock <laughs> into school. Little Johnny brings his daddy clock into school. It's an American public holiday. Yay! Sorry. Oh, hope you put your kevlar on backpack. I was just thinking, yeah. <laughs> I sent little Johnny in his kevlar backpack. I really hope he does come back. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> what a realistic American folk yeah, tale 2019. Will be, won't it? Oh, sorry, sorry, American listeners. Grab him by the pussy. Grab him by the pussy. Say, hey, you little hussy. Gonna grab you by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> I didn't know Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> or Prince Andrew. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> you know that song that Johnny Cash somebody lists all the places he's been. Yeah. Like, I've been everywhere. Chicago to God. He does the whole list. Yeah. Epstein can kill himself. <laughs> Just slips that in at the end. Anyway, enough. 
Oh shit, I haven't done that this episode. <laughs> Sorry. Epstein didn't kill himself. Okay. Next up, zombie woman tried to bite off man's penis during threesome was high on meth. You know, I... This is one of my articles, but this weird news this week mm. could have been all penisy related and right. having them variously removed well, and degloved. He's missing his penis. No, I mean, like, maybe I, even I found about six articles about people <laughs> having penis accidents. Stop doing weird shit with your willies. <laughs> a South Carolina woman who was having what could be potentially or politely described as an incredibly adult night, ended up in handcuffs after a meth and heroin fueled threesome took a hard left turn into attempted penis biting and basically full-on zombieism. Mondays, it happened on a Monday. In fact, I think most of the Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes start with like 9.30am <laughs> on a Monday. <laughs> I took some meth. <laughs> Fucked a it? couple of girls. Interesting. Police responded to a 911 call from one of the two men involved in the threesome who claimed the woman had attempted to bite his penis off. When police arrived at the apartment, they found the woman bleeding and naked. Upon seeing the officers, she came at them on all fours, <laughs> attempting to attack. She was eventually subdued with a taser. She's pretty lucky they just didn't shoot her. The police then had to use Narcan, which is used to treat narcotic overdoses and emergency situations, to revive the woman. Police Chief Dennis Turner told the media that the body cam footage from the incident was one of the most disturbing confrontations he's seen in his entire career as a police officer. He described it as something you would see off a horror movie. So basically, this woman has turned into an actual zombie. The equation, meth plus heroin equals zombie, sounds perfectly logical to me. The heroin gets you all sluggish and zoned out like a zombie and the meth comes in and shoots you full of energy but only renders your id operational so you pursue only your most basic needs such as to feed. Oh. Mm. Well it's not, it's not a threesome I'm not doing part of. Deep by no. Yeah. No two men. Oh well yeah. That's the bit that puts you off. And the bitey part. <laughs> but obviously I prefer there was two women. Yeah. Well, thanks for letting us know. It's all right. Uh, your preferences. Uh, I'm sure everyone's thrilled. <laughs> Which so, don't we think, ladies? If you're listening out there, ladies. <laughs> they'll come to the UK. All right, let's see what you've triggered me with. Um, Nothing, really. Uh, well, I'm sure I'll find something <laughs> to set me up. Family home... Quote, stinks of rotten flesh due to. <laughs> I'll start it again. Family home stinks of rotten flesh due to portal to the spirit world in the land. <laughs> what an inconvenience that always is. There you are, you sat down watching the telly. Next you go. Oh, I can smell right that flesh. Oh, that portal's open again, isn't it? Oh, Margaret, Jesus. that portal open again. Have you bloody fixed that? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody door on portal. <laughs> Sticks of rotting flesh in here. <laughs> you tell Azrael they ever living. Sticks like your nana. <laughs> Is your mother pissed again? Sling your hook. <laughs> Steph Harper's two-bedroom house looks like a typical suburban home, but she believes there's a portal to the spiritual world in the living room. The mum of four 
claims it has become a hotbed of paranormal activity with unexplained bangs, strange smells and spooky visions now the norm. Steph, 39, who lives in Flint, North Wales... Oh, we got the accent totally wrong there. Oh, I did, didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in Flint, North Wales with husband Colin. And That's a very Welsh name. Children, Harvey, 14, Thomas, 9, Paisley, 7. First noticed the strange goings-on on three months after she moved into the two-bed property in 2008. Well, it was three kids and two adults. <laughs> Recalling the first eerie incident, she explained, It was just me and Harvey in the house at the time, and he was tucked up in bed. All of a sudden, I heard all this violent banging coming from his room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he just at his teenage years? No. <laughs> What's all these crumpled tissues? <laughs> What's these magazines? <laughs> oh, that's filthy, that. She's not wearing a coat jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on display. Okay. <laughs> Looks like roadkill. <laughs> well, all I could get was Gilf's magazine. <laughs> Now looking back, oh hang on, I ran upstairs and found him fast asleep in his bed. But the weird thing was, the bed had been pulled about two feet away from the wall where it usually was. Oh, oh, he was wearing a wank. He was really going for it, wasn't he? <laughs> now looking back, I realise he was wanking himself silly. No, she didn't say that. She said, looking back, I realise it was the beginning of the haunting. Not long after, just a month after Thomas was born in November 2009. 20, <laughs> <laughs> Thomas in the year 2009! <laughs> oh Steph became even more sure that she was sharing a home with something otherworldly. She continued, it was in between Christmas and New Year and we heard a few loud knocking noises that couldn't be explained. It didn't sound like our house. You get used to the noises in your own home makes. The bangs just kept getting louder and louder, closer and closer. In the end, we went to my mum's house that night. I'm sure she was still about you, your husband and four children with a crying baby turning up. It's a fucking ghost, mother! The next day, Colin did some investigating and started tapping different parts of the house upstairs to see where the noise was coming from. When he started banging on the banister, <laughs> banging on the banister. That's a sort of one track, isn't it? Banging on the banister. Doing something sinister. <laughs> on the banister. We got a hot anal love on the banister. <laughs> a whole new meaning to sliding down the banister is a watch it disappear in your anus. Let's get in there. We'll work on it. We'll I'm just be picturing a woman. Voyeured by John Fashionu. <laughs> 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 Is that a fantasy boy? John Fashionu. <laughs> Is John Fashionu hiding in a closet watching? <laughs> Is he? Is he particularly well hung? Is that why he He's black. Oh, I, I was. I wasn't going to just say it. Like, I was inferring it. Why don't you make it live for Christie? Because everyone knew he was hung. I mean, you never watched him run. You could see him bounce their belt. And you could send him down the shops. He'd be back in a jiffy, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, under me is the shop. <laughs> oh. 
There's some slightly problematic overtones with us sending our black man friend to the show, isn't there? Oh, Gary, he's not wearing a frock coat and pony wig, mate. He's really cute. Is he going of his own free will? Yeah, of course he is. Is he equal to us? He's yeah, of course he's is. watching. He's watching my conversation. When he comes back with the monster. When he comes back from the shop, will you let him sit on the sofa? Yeah, so, of course. He can sit on the sofa, drink his LucasAid on my Oh, LucasAid. <laughs> and you give him the money to go. I was assuming he just shoplifted. Yeah, Luke, just put on the shop floor, we'll get warmed up, will you? <laughs> get some bottle of LucasAid, mate. I thought he'd just rub it like he used to when he was young. No. I assume he used to when he was young. Because he was from the city, not because he was... Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus, guys. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, he's me, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, the house isn't fucking haunted, is it? I don't want to hear what she says. What the... Well, it's going to be a load of wank. She explained... Oh, what happened then? So, when he started banging, banging on the, on the banister, it made the exact same sound, and that's when we knew something unseen had been making the sound right from the top of the stairs. Very scientific, Colin. It's because we're banging the house. Hey, <laughs> family, it was here. Since then, Steph said she and her family have experienced so many supernatural encounters that it is hard to recall them all, full of shit. In other I'd imagine it's very easy to recall supernatural mm. encounters because mm. the clue is in the name. It's supernatural. It's yeah. like happening every day, is mm -hmm. it? Have we heard enough of him? No, I want to hear oh, more. Oh, the phone went missing. <laughs> No, we don't need to hear any more of this. It's bollocks. It's bollocks. Six months later, there's a t-shirt thrown on the floor. Holy shit. <laughs> call the spook spankers. What are they called? <laughs> spook spanker. See, even fits. Spook spankers. We'll spank your spooks. In, in your, the neighbourhood. On your, on your landing's floor. Who you going to call? Uh, spank busters, spook busters. Uh, Sorry, spank, spank busters, busters is something else. completely different. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, God, we've been sexist this episode. That was, this episode's been suitably racist, sexist, filthy, child murdering, um, all that sort of good usual stuff that we do. Usual standard. Yeah. Usual standard. Yeah. We're Obviously, this is remember this is a comedy podcast. Woke AF. So, you know, should you find anything offensive, don't let us know, because I don't really care. No, uh, I don't think they'll be listening to this bit if they find things offensive. Mm, probably not. Let's play Never Go Full Alex. Go on, then. So, what is it? It's the favourite game show in this flat. Each week, Mike finds us a couple of random weirdos that he finds on the internet to pit against the arch-saint of insanity himself and part of the triumvirate of saints of the show. Alex Jones. And we decide who's gone more full Alex this week. Because remember, it's alright to go a little bit Alex, quarter Alex, half Alex, three quarters Alex on a train or podcast. Mm. But never, ever go full Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? Who's up first, Mike? First up, newcomer, Johnny Enlow. 
Right. Says that God is using Trump as, quote, a hinge of the ages. Okay, well, this will be interesting, I'm sure. He looks a bit like Billy Bob Thornton. I was asking the Lord about it. He hadn't told me. I was like, Lord, you still haven't showed me. And then on March, right when I'm saying that, I have this, oh, it's not an open vision, but it was a vision. And in the vision, I see this circular mountain that goes up, and there's a path all the way up. And at the top is Donald Trump, and he's on a motorcycle. And he's on, on a motorcycle, and he's making a lot of noise. On a metal steed, all right! Yeah, red, white, and blue bandana oh. on, his, on his head. And so in an instant, it wasn't hard for me to figure out what was being said. It's the only time I've ever, while seeing a vision, actually talked out loud. And I go, oh, no! Because I was like, this means this is not going to be a peaceful exchange. This is not a peaceful transition we're going into. This is, is something more... And then I was brought in real close to the motorcycle, and it was triumph, which is further confirmation. And so I was like, Lord, as I'm saying that, the first thing he said is, he is going to save you from things you don't know you need to be saved from yet. And then the Lord progressively began to speak regarding that, and he said, this time in the presidency is going to be a hinge of the ages, and you known as before Trump and after Trump because of the way I'm using it as a Trump card. But I'm the Trump card player. BT and AT. And so it's going to before Trump and after Trump. And he said, the nations will be known as before Trump, after Trump. And the Lord, it was like, he's like I'm really not interested in your own vote this time. I'm doing it. I usually give you all that option. This time, I'm not. This is a rescue operation from heaven. This, this is, this is a, a, a moment of the ages. This will go down. This time period will go down as a before and after. A.D., you know, B.C., A.D., depending on what terminology you use now. Well, to be fair, he's not wrong, is he? No. Because the world certainly has changed post-Trump. I think, and I think we will look back on it in this way. He's got a point there, but, but not in this. The, the vision of image. Donald Trump sat on a motorcycle wearing the stars and stripes, banging it up. Yeah, really? I'm surprised he wasn't firing a fucking automatic machine gun at yeah. the same time. And eating a cheeseburger. Yeah. Do what USA. I mean, and impaling the devil with his American flag. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I honestly can't wait to see what these fuckers say if he loses in 2020. If he makes it that long. Well, that's He true. may not. Well, he will. I can't see him being impeached. Get on your bikes and ride. <laughs> He's the leader of the pack. <laughs> Wanna be in my gang? <laughs> that's more like it. Yeah. Give a better pussy, pussy, pussy. Well, it was knocking him better pussy, pussy. And the commander, and the commander, commander in chief. I am. <laughs> yeah. And he was knocking around with Epstein. Didn't know never, him. Never met him. Doesn't doesn't know Prince Andrew either. He Prince several who? photos of him shaking hands with Prince Andrew. Prince Is there actually a picture of? Prince Andrew done a tongue-shaking hands and Epstein is stood in the background. Never met him. Fantastic musician. Never met him. <laughs> Next question. Fake well, news. I just want to... I Huge. genuinely... Let's say, let's say that he makes it through the 2020 okay. and he loses humiliatingly. 
everyone's just had enough of him. Everyone's just every American voter has just had fucking. He, he retains his thirty five percent of Christian votes, but there's like everyone just going. What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Because they're. So he'll this, say, you know what he'll say, rigged. Well, he'll say it's rigged. They'll probably he'll say shoot up some churches or something. I don't know. They won't be happy, will they? But apparently, there's a fear he'll refuse to leave. Well, if he gets voted out, in tw- there's a fear he'll just go now. I'll go. He'll test the water. Yeah, he will. He'll definitely test the water. He'll claim it was fake. And then he, because he does that all the time. He says something outlandish, and he pulls it back. Mm. I've never said that. He tests the water with things. See how far he can he can go. He does it all the fucking time. That wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, next up. Oh, here he is. Rick Wiles. <laughs> hey, hey, what's his oh what's his what's his fucking name again, that American football player? Tom Brady. Tom Brady, hey, him and his witch wife. Uh, yeah, she's a witch. Yeah, but she's also really Yeah, hot. but is he happy? Is he is happy? He happy? Yeah, he's got five hundred million dollars a hot Brazilian wife. Yeah, he's really happy. He's the MVP of the NFL. Yes. Yeah, he's really happy. We're oh yeah, so he is. <laughs> I've never seen a man change his mind so we so have, badly. We have dealt with him before. Oh, this is a dark fucking title, though. Yeah. He says the Democrats are forcing him to stockpile ammunition. God. When you say stockpile... Let's hear him. I'm thinking lots, like thousands of rounds. Yeah, stockpile. Mm. My hopes are dwindling that the impeachment madness will be called off. Consequently, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler... Elliot Engel, Brad Sherman, and Charles Schumer are compelling, calm, law-abiding, middle-class American citizens to prepare for the unthinkable, a violent civil war in America fought between the pagan left and the religious right. (laughs) Their actions are compelling me and others to immediately get ready to defend our families, our personal lives, and our properties if violence erupts in America over the impeachment and ouster of President Trump. Specifically, the Democrats are forcing me to stockpile ammunition, food, water, and medical supplies to defend my family, home, and church. This is a bad dream. That won't end, and it's brought to you by the Trump haters. I strongly encourage you to take immediate action to prepare your home and family for the worst. Don't foolishly dismiss my warning that a revolution could erupt or widespread civil disruptions, even civil war. Wow, he's crazy. I kind of, I kind of actually agree with him a bit there. <laughs> All right, well, there's the serious question is: Let's say that Trump gets impeached, mm. and he's got this thirty mm. percent of hardcore Christian right support, who are all armed to the fucking teeth. Mm. Would they kick off? Possibly. He's saying yeah. Well, he's saying yes, but we also know that he's a coward. Well, he, he might be stockpiling guns, but he ain't there. He ain't out there leading the front in case something happens to him. He's got too much money. I'm confused. Is it because he's saying that like the Democrats are going to kick off, aren't they? He's saying other people. No, he's saying the Democrats are forcing. But who will be? Well, he's going to defend himself against violence. Where's the violence coming from? Is he saying? Mm. Is he saying so they're going to be violent when they win, celebrating and like? 
if they can yeah, if the, you can impeach the president they'll all be like woo here we go so we got to defend ourselves you know he doesn't believe it and he's just whipping up um they're selling shit it's going along the bottom of the yeah. screen and they're fucking yeah. selling fear it's the pagan left the pagan left and the christian right so all of a sudden so if someone is just i don't know a christian that just i don't know doesn't really do a great deal but goes to church once a month twice a month believes but doesn't make a big deal of it like these guys do mm. are they going are they a pagan are they going to just be shot in their beds are these guys storm their house we have to ask him oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell i have no idea this guy's a fucking loser. Well, but still i think first guy's winning for me right well alex we next it at the end Alex discusses vitamin deficiency. This will be interesting. Now, before I do that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about something that's just common sense. But something that's so central to everything that the establishment does that I've really been harping on. If you look at corporate news and if you look at people like Dr. Dean Adele back when he was syndicated on talk radio, he would get up there and say, you don't need vitamins. You've got all the vitamins and minerals you need. And then he would cite the FDA that continues to lower the recommended daily allowance smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And the European Union has done that. Then I had on all these medical doctors, brain surgeons, scientists, nutritionists, you know, all different types of MDs and, and other specialists to talk about how the soils are played out of all these trace minerals and how people aren't getting enough minerals and enough vitamins and how most of your diseases and disorders and things are triggered by the fact that you don't have the basic building blocks in your body so your body can't rebuild. And then a lot of cells will take on poisons that are somewhat similar to other compounds to be able to operate. Like they'll take on fluoride, bromine, anything from the fluorine family on the periodic table if you don't have iodine. It's very simple. And then you get cancer and you die. They go, oh, it's genetics. That's why cancer is way up. Oh, it's genetics. That's why people aren't living as long. Oh, it's genetics. That's why everybody's getting breast cancer. Well, yeah, you have genetics that if you get a bunch of glyphosate roundup in you and you're a woman, you're going to grow some breast tumors. They admit that most of those tumors grow from hormones. So they're looking for a cure all day when they know, like, like, like we need a cure. We've got lots of gunshot wounds to the head. We need a cure when somebody's been shot in the head with a 44 Magnum. <laughs> well, the cure isn't find a way to fix your brains when they're blown out. The keys don't get shot in the head with a 44 Magnum. Don't drink mm -hmm. the damn glyphosate or don't be deficient in things. And I just saw this article out today. Vitamin D deficiency linked to poor muscular function in seniors. This is from big studies. And Trinity College Double. Old people get to where they have yeast and candida in their guts, especially. They're not absorbing stuff. Even if they eat food that has it, they're not getting it. The recommended daily allowance doesn't go through the gut. And they basically have living scurvy. Their arms open up, their teeth fall out, old wounds open up. You see people with scurvy everywhere, no one tells them they got scurvy. You don't even know you got scurvy. Me. 
You'd know you Because anybody that studied knows old people need higher amounts of things, and they need it that's not synthetic, so you actually absorb it and use it. Yeah, you can go buy a multivitamin for $10 at CVS that's synthetic, and those are toxic. Then they'll use those to go, oh, look, multivitamins in a study found to be toxic because they're synthetic. They're not real. A spectrometer will tell you that it's something, but it's not that. Our selenium's bio-truth from the mustard seed, the very best. Synthetic selenium does nothing. Do your own research. There's no iodine in the food. Everything's falling apart. People are mentally retarded on the street because, folks, they are deficient. So here it is, vitamin D deficiency linked to poor muscle function in seniors, maintaining skeletal muscle function, critical to successful aging. I was under the impression that vitamin D was sunlight and stuff like that, being it outdoors. Is, it is, but we d I, I just want to say, where's the part of the video where he starts to sell his own brand? That was, he did it at the end there, he said, yeah. our, our bromide right, or something, doesn't course. have this in it. Right. Bromide? Yeah. Iodine or whatever he's yeah. selling, I don't know what he's selling. Um, now, well, bromide is putting the tea so getting a stiffy. Now, uh, see, I don't know where, to, where I stand on this vitamins thing, because... Like, I started taking vitamins, and I was quite alarmed one day. I pulled over the van, and I went for a piss and a lay-by somewhere, and my piss was like a kind of a luminous... It was almost, the spark. It was really, genuinely enough to concern me, like, that's not fucking normal. It has literally never been that colour before in my life. Holy fuck. So I googled it, and it's essentially... Because I was taking a multivitamin, mm. you know, those big, huge fucking yeah. things... So much of it doesn't get processed by your body. It just goes straight to your liver and your bladder. Mm. That you're just pissing it straight back out. Yeah, and that was what was making my urine go a bizarre colour. Because it was full of vitamin something. doesn't really do much. But then, on the other hand, Joe Rogan, I know he's not like, mm. you know, the fount of, font of all knowledge or whatever. But he's a health freak. And he's someone who swears by him. Mm. And he's not the only one. But there's a lot of people and a lot of studies I know. Because I went through a phase of, like, because my diet's not great. I was, I like the idea of uh, the magic pill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Multivitamin, everything mm -hmm. that I'm not getting in my diet that I should be. But, yeah, green piss. <laughs> and a lot of studies that say they don't, there's no fucking proof that they do anything. Yeah. So I don't well, know. My mum has had a gastric, a gastric sleeve and a gastric bypass. Okay. And the rest of her life now, mm. she has to take multivitamins every day, mm, yeah. several other pills. I mean, she had a little pill. I box. think we're talking about healthy people. No, but I'm saying is, might be different for people with. Yeah, well, like she can't rubber. absorb the vitamins. So therefore, may be, boost. It may be. Yeah, there is something. I think he for healthy people, I think the studies it doesn't really do a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it can't do any harm, I suppose. I, guess I think not. that's Joe Rogan's attitude. Mm. He's like, it's not going to hurt you, so why yeah. not? I mean, I'm to cut over all every day. Her joints are fine. She's having arthritis. Uh, I should take them because I hard, hardly eat any fish. And they're good for your bones and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. So I don't know if how much shite Alex is actually really talking this week. Mm. I don't know. I know he's just doing a sales I mean, pitch. We all, we all know that the food we, we I don't give. think people are wondering where we're scurvy. They don't realise no. it. No, they're not. I mean, I mean you know, because your teeth are fall out yeah. for a start. I mean, I think that he's got a point, because I don't think the food, especially processed food that yes, we're being awful. fed is, is, is good for us. I do mm. think it's actually incredibly bad for mm. us in the long term. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking about this, I was eating a, 
because it was Friday, my Friday treat was to buy myself a McDonald's and I was sitting there eating yeah, Funny it. enough, I did that. Uh, well, I was sitting there eating it in the van on my break and it, and because it, I read, I'm a 2000 AD subscriber, so I read that every week. So I've been reading Judge Dredd all these years. You know, like they have like grut putts and months. Mm. And like, cause it's all satire, 2000 AD, it's all like, particularly Judge Dredd's satire of today's culture, but in the that's what good sci-fi does. And the fatties don't have uh, like little mobility skills. They have a wheel, wheel on the front yeah. of their gut that supports it and they oh, walk along. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> they wrote that in the 80s before yeah. mo- mobility scooters. <laughs> so like, but yeah, like, and I was thinking about it, I was like, because it's basically the satire is people, citizens in Mega City 1 are just eating poison that you know is poison, but they've got no, they're just pumping it out. Mm. They literally eat recycled bodies I yeah, think if someone dies they, yeah, their body they gets recycled recycle. and... but anyway I was sitting there eating my McDonald's thinking like there are so many similarities because I know I'm filling myself with I literally know I'm filling myself with poisons right now additives preservatives chemicals mm-hmm. nothing shit but because of the flavours what's happening on my tongue yeah. I'm getting good chemicals in my brain mm-hmm. and I'm just happily sitting here like mm. a citizen in Mega City 1 He's grut pup. <laughs> I'm staring at a screen. Yeah. In a high rise. Fuck. Then all of a sudden, block war. Yeah, and well, and then when they just cut out the courts and the police are judge, jury, and executioner, like Dread is. And he does love to enforce it. Mm hmm. Fairly. Fairly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's an honest dude. I mean, he's not, you know, he don't go overboard. Yeah, I actually, my money's on the first guy. Let's run through them again. Yeah. First guy's got his trumpet as a hinge of the ages and he's on a motorbike on top of a mountain with a bandana mm. and he's revving the engine. That's like, fucking lunacy. Like he's fucking Chuck Norris or something. Yeah, that's lunacy. Rick Walls is just scaremongering. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. I think oh, I'm going to stockpile ammunition. And so is Alex. I think Alex is scaremongering. No, he's, he's doing a fucking sales pitch. Well, yeah, it's a blatant advert for yeah. his own Alex Jones vitamins. Yeah. With added zinc. With his face on the pills. Mm. Uh, oh. Hesitate them. Oh, I don't want to swallow Alex every day. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I'm going to go with you, Ben. I'm going to go with the first guy because that's an insane vision. Yeah. Jerry Enlow, first time winner, Mike? Yeah, first time. Unanimous. Mm. Yep. Very rare that happens. Joey Ono, we look forward to seeing you again with your particular band of brand of religious lunacy. Well, we know what he masturbates over, don't we? Oh, yes. Donald Trump and a motorbike. That guy loves Chuck Norris movies. Mm. So do I, to be fair. But he really loves them. He's got he a, doesn't love them ironically like I do. Chuck Norris has got a new series on, on the History Channel. I saw the advert for the other day called was Badass it? Military Vehicles. Oh, I was going to say, uh, is it the history, history of stretchy jeans? No, it's <laughs> not. But I guarantee you he'll be wearing stretchy jeans. <laughs> yeah. The history of cowboy boots. <laughs> High kicks and cowboy boots. <laughs> Chuck Norris story. That's why you'll watch it. We love you, Chuck, you solid ginger bastard he's, he's also a mad republican oh yeah religious he man. also says that every atheist in america should have mm. the words in god we trust branded on their foreheads before they're kicked out of the country uh-huh. there won't be many left would there nope well i think that's that yeah thanks for listening that's fearsome critters i've been ben don't do the flavor aid and don't join a call i have been gaz
subscribe to Apocalypse Bull on YouTube, please, and also subscribe to... What have we learned about the table, Ben, today? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to Apocalypse Bull on YouTube. Also subscribe to Sewage Pipe Gaming on YouTube, if you'd be so kind. Thank you for listening. Free bit Ooh, tanning. Goodbye. Facebook page. For fuck's sake. Could you not have waited so I was at the end of it? How long have we been doing this? I did. I'll do my spiel again. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch you the, the end. Facebook page. Quinth the Bull the Post of the Apocalypse. Free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike, thanks for listening. <laughs> Peace out, may the force be with you. Is your echo going? He hasn't fucking finished it. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs>